0: you're listening to the conversations with kids peace podcast advice information and inspiration from experts at the leading provider of mental and behavioral health services for children adults and those who love them now here's your host
1: The Conversations with Kids Peace podcast is sponsored by Spyglass Solutions, a nationally recognized management consulting group with comprehensive experience in the challenges of the healthcare field. Learn more at spyglasssolutions.org slash conversations. Hello and welcome to our podcast series, Conversations with Kids Peace. I'm Bob Martin. September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. It's an opportunity to focus needed attention on On the subject which of course is one that is stigmatized and and even to a certain extent taboo to discuss in the society many different communities of people uh, are working on this effort mental health professionals advocacy groups survivors uh, families who have been affected by suicide but the idea of suicide prevention awareness is also meant to enlist the power of individuals in the general population in, to help in preventing suicide. And today we want to talk about an approach to accomplish that. To do that, we welcome back our friend Jessica Racine. She is the clinical training manager for Kidspace's organizational development and training group. She holds a master's degree in clinical and counseling psychology and is a licensed professional counselor. Jess, welcome back. Good to see you.
0: Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it.
1: So the approach I alluded to is known by its initials QPR. What is QPR and how does it relate to suicide prevention?
0: So QPR is one of several different uh, suicide prevention curriculums that's available. It's the one that we have at Kitsapies aligned ourselves with. Um, QPR is something that was developed in 1995 by Paul Quinette and we partner with the QPR Institute and have become, we have several people in our department that have become trainers for QPR. So it's suicide prevention curriculum.
1: And you mentioned, I, one of the things you mentioned to me early on that I thought was really interesting was y- you drew the analogy, uh, to CPR. Mm-hmm for suicide prevention. So uh, we we should mention that the letters in QPR stand for Question, Persuade and Refer. Mm -hmm. Um, Take us through each of those. Can you explain what's involved with each of those areas?
0: Sure. The similarity to CPR is not accidental. It's on purpose because just like how CPR is an emergency medical intervention, that people are trained in recognizing warning signs and risk factors and get training in what to do when people are experiencing a medical crisis, QPR is similar in that way that it walks people through learning how to recognize warning signs, learning how to ask someone if they are experiencing any sort of suicidal crisis, and then the steps to take to help get them the help that they need. And it's really for anyone, just like CPR. So the steps are question, which is a combination of not only learning the different warning signs and risk factors that could allude to somebody being in a crisis and potentially thinking about suicide, And it leads up to the point in which someone would ask another person if they're feeling suicidal or if they're having any thoughts about ending their life, then it would lead to persuade, which is the P persuade is about really bridging that that effort between asking somebody and opening that conversation and giving them some hope that there are resources, there's help out there. And then getting them to those resources, getting them connected to someone that can offer them some help and some support. And that's the R that's refer.
1: And, and I I think it's really important to note that asking the question really is the beginning of the process. Don't expect that it will end there. Absolutely. Uh, Because, because you will need to, Persuade the person to open up to you, as well as to then perhaps um, take your offer. Uh, and I really like some of the uh, some of the the curriculum I've seen, where you say, you know, you need to say, can can I get someone to help you, yeah. or will you come with me to help you? I think that's really uh, it's really meaningful. Um, you mentioned that uh, folks in your um, department, including yourself, mm-hmm. are trainers, and your trainers for what the system calls gatekeepers what exactly is a gatekeeper
0: a gatekeeper is really anyone who is willing to take the steps to learn how to intervene with somebody so we're really talking about people that from all walks of life you do not have to have extensive mental health training you don't have to have worked in mental health at all you don't have to have had any experience this could be doctors nurses Uh, environmental service workers, cafeteria workers, moms, dads, siblings, teachers. It could be anybody. Anybody can be a gatekeeper. It's the same, think back to CPR.
1: Exactly. It's
0: the same thing. Anybody can be trained in CPR. You don't need extensive medical training in order to do the steps that they can teach you. It's the same thing for QPR.
1: That is such a powerful analogy. And thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk quickly about Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. It is September it's a subject that's that's you know we recognize is hard for many folks to face mm-hmm. but not facing it is pretty much exactly the wrong thing to do, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, September is identified as the time of year that we try to put an even bigger spotlight on the public health issue of suicide. And whereas, you know, for some of us, if we're working in the mental health field, it's something that we are maybe talking about or thinking about on a regular basis. The month of September highlights for people that maybe this isn't a part of their, their daily awareness that this is still a very large public health crisis and impacts so many people. And it has absolutely nothing to do with age or gender or socioeconomic status or anything, because suicide can affect anyone. So this is a time where we really highlight the need for destigmatizing the issue of somebody having suicidal thoughts and really needing to get help. Because that's often what happens to someone who's suicidal is that they feel very ashamed they feel very guilty and they feel very alone and that's part of what can make those suicidal thoughts even worse
1: one of the things i think that adds to the stigma to the alone feeling are some myths that circulate in Mm -hmm. the general public when it comes to suicide i want to talk about a couple of those sure um because it's interesting the the ones that i looked at are are like almost diametrically opposed to one another Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when you have somebody who says well there's this you can find somebody saying exactly the opposite and believing it's true. The mm-hmm. first one I want to talk about is because um, I think it's really persistent um, is the idea that you, you shouldn't address the subject if you're talking with someone who you think is contemplating suicide because that will quote unquote put it in their heads. Yeah. Uh, what's your response to that?
0: It, it is pretty common for people to think, well, if I bring it up, somehow I'm going to start that conversation and somebody hasn't been thinking about it. So it it really speaks to people's fears about being responsible for creating this crisis. And what I would say is that the, the crisis is already there. So if you're asking the question, most of the time it brings a sense of relief to that person that's really struggling because they don't feel like they can bring up the subject either because it's too taboo or either because they've directly been told that this is not something that anybody wants to talk about. Um, And so those feelings of shame and kind of helplessness and hopelessness can really drive somebody to withdraw from any help that's kind of around them. So just to have one person feel confident and brave enough to say, I, I maybe don't know exactly what to say, but I can see that you're not okay. Can you talk to me about what's going on? That really can feel like the hand that's reaching to pull you out of the water.
1: Now we're talking about, uh, we're talking about this, the opposite, which is, people say, well, well, suicide can't truly be prevented because if someone wants to kill themselves, they're going to do it regardless of what I say, whatever it just says. Again, the response is that that's not correct, right?
0: Right. I mean, Suicide is one of the most preventable causes of death because it relates so strongly to people's connections and relationships and just being able to access resources that are out there. There's different organizations, there's different ways that people can access help through either directly talking with somebody or calling, texting, going online. But the, the step of needing to connect with somebody is really the most difficult step, which is where QPR and, and other suicide prevention curriculums really step in to say, okay, we're going to take that step. We're going to be the ones to start that conversation. You don't have to worry about that because we care enough and we want you to live. So I'm going to start that conversation.
1: We're going to break down that barrier. Absolutely. And then, and then move forward And mm-hmm. going um, to make it okay. And to that, talk that about really this. fits right into my next question, which was if folks are interested in more information about QPR and suicide prevention awareness, where can they go?
0: Uh, QPR itself is through the QPR Institute. You can find them online at qprinstitute.org. Uh, Anybody here at Kid's Peace in our training department can speak to QPR. We currently have four trainers that are teaching the gatekeeper training. So reaching out to Kid's Peace would be another way to access information about QPR. Uh, In terms of suicide prevention, there's a number of different agencies that are out there and organizations that really promote suicide prevention. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is one. And we also have the suicide prevention resource centers that run the very well-known lifeline, the 1-800-273-TALK or 8255, which is 24 hours a day where people can reach out for assistance. There's also the crisis text line that people can reach out to. They just text 741-741 and pick a keyword. It could be help, it could be home. It really doesn't matter, but it starts that conversation. And here at kids Piece, we also offer teencentral.com. And oftentimes we do have kids that are writing in stories that are related to hopelessness, suicidal thinking, sometimes suicidal plans. So that's another resource that's, that's out there and available.
1: I think it's really interesting. You and I have had conversations about what we see on Teen Central. And mm-hmm. um, so many times it's presented as I don't see any way out. Yeah. I don't want to but I don't see any way out. And so we're able to say, there is a way out. Mm-hmm. We, we can help the net. Absolutely. Uh, you know that we ask each of our uh, guests for a life hack as mm-hmm. we complete our interviews. So what's your life hack for us today?
0: So my life hack, I wanted to connect with the idea of suicide prevention. And so I'm going to borrow a quote from Brene Brown, who has done extensive research on shame and vulnerability, which are such key factors for suicidality. And she has a wonderful quote about connection. And that's one of the most powerful things when you're talking about suicide prevention. So she says, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship.
1: I have, oddly enough, I happened to hear an interview with her and she said something so meaningful. She said, we are meant to be connected. Yes. We are. This is what we are as human beings. So, mm-hmm. the more that we can connect, the better we, the better we're going to be, in every way. Mm-hmm. And certainly, specifically in, in what we've been talking about. Jessica Racine is a licensed professional counselor with a master's degree in clinical and counseling psychology, and she serves as clinical training manager here at Kids Peace. Jess, thanks as always for joining us.
0: Thank you, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity. Wonderful.
1: And thank you all for joining us as well. We look forward to having you join us again for more. Conversations with Kids Peace. I'm Bob Martin, take care. Conversations with Kids Peace is sponsored by Spyglass Solutions at spyglasssolutions.org conversations. Spyglass offers evidence-based consulting services to help your healthcare organization become more efficient while delivering more positive outcomes for your stakeholders. Spyglass Consultants bring hundreds of years of collective experience to bear on the questions you need answered in today's healthcare environment. To find out how they can help you, visit them at spyglasssolutions.org/conversations. That's spyglasssolutions.org/conversations.